0: Hi everyone, this is Rick Fulner and you're watching Brave Words in association with Sonic Perspectives.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another interview of Brave Words in association with Sonic Perspectives. I'm Rodrigo and my guest today is Rick Fellner, author of the book Stars Don't Carry Their Own Baggage. Rick, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, well, let me start by reading this straight from the back of the book just to provide context, and then you can comment. Uh, Okay. The book is the story of up-and-coming 80s rock band Cherry Thieves, but this isn't your typical rock and roll origin story. This is the early days of a band through the eyes of their tour manager. Get the inside scoop, hear the untold stories, and find out if Cherry Thieves can survive their first world tour and each other. (laughs)
0: That's the main part right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so tell me about this. I mean, how far ahead were you in your career as a tour manager when you thought, well, maybe I should start making notes because there are lots of crazy stories to tell?
0: Well, actually, I just wrote it during COVID. In mm. 2020, we uh, I came back from Europe with Dream Theater. We were there for January and February of 2020. We came back at the very end of February, and then that's when everything shut down and, everything you know just went to hell basically yeah uh, the music business shut down completely you know it was it was a sad time for a lot of people and um so I had no work I'm a workaholic I love to work I mean you can kind of see some of my albums in the background I'm i never stopped working I mean I, I go from one tour to the next you know mm-hmm. I just I love doing what I do and you know Anyways, so I was pacing the floors back and forth, going crazy, you know, because I had nothing to do. And my wife was like, you got to do something, Rick. You can't just pace the floors (laughs) all day. (laughs) So anyways, I started just fooling around my computer and started um, making some notes for a book. And so what I did is I actually printed out my own resume because I couldn't remember all the bands I worked with because it's been 38 different bands over the last 40 years mm. so I printed it all out and then I just started like a you know the first band I ever worked with I just sat there and just thought about nothing but that band all day all day long just focused on that and you know I'm trying to remember 40 years ago you know I'm, I'm an old guy it's not that easy <laughs> so um anyways i i went through the whole list it took me a couple of weeks some artists you know super easy kind of boring nothing happened others lots of drama lots of you know stuff going right on. and once you start remembering it it all you know and then when you're sleeping it all comes to your mind too it's you know once it's in your head it just you know, all the stories just start pouring out. I had a notebook next to my bed. I'd wake up at three or four in the morning and just scribble down a couple words so I'd remember when I woke up the next morning. Right. And, um, so I just went through and I wrote out all these stories. And I came, I had like 75, 80 different paragraphs, you know, small little ideas, stories. Right. Uh, things that actually happened. So everything in the book actually has happened during my career every nothing none of it's made up it's all true right well the only thing it's not true is cherry thieves yeah. by the way i'm wearing my cherry thieves t-shirt oh good stuff we <laughs> have you the have, logo right here yeah yeah i saw that that's great yeah. Um, yeah. so that's a make-believe band which naming a band is really hard that was harder than writing the book <laughs> i i must have changed the band name five or six times in the book actually i started highlighting it in red because I knew I'd have to go back and change them, you know. But I'd get a band name, and I would send it to friends and family and say, what do you think of this band name? And, like, you know, (laughs) one person liked it, then everybody else hated it, you know, that kind of (laughs) thing. So anyways, but I probably came up with 30 band names, and you would would not believe how many are already taken. I mean, things, you know, like, you know, I try to think of something, you know, Black Computer, you know, for a band <laughs> yeah. name, and I'd look at that one exists, like, there's already a band called Black Computer. I'm like, what? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm just checking them off every day, you know, right. another name, another name, I come up with something really good, I'm really excited about, I look for it taken. It's like, ah, yeah. so anyways, I, I like the word thieves. So I just kept trying different words with, you know, to go with it. And Cherry Thieves, I thought for sure would be taken by some 80s band because of the diff, different meaning of you know and yeah uh, so i was shocked that it wasn't taken i actually emailed a couple of my computer friends and said hey do your thing and try to find something about cherry thieves and they both came back and said there's nothing about Cherry. Thieves. <laughs> it doesn't exist and i'm like excellent you know yeah. so well, i wonder what they would sound like if there was actually a band called
1: cherry thieves have you thought of that, about that as well or just the name
0: no, actually, I, I had that in my mind. They're kind of like, um, you know, if you look at the the song titles, in the book, the song titles, like yeah. some of them are copy tunes, okay? Got and it. like, you know, so in my mind, it was kind of like an Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses, Rolling Stones, more, you know, gritty kind of band than Got a poppy band. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So yeah, that yeah. was that's what I had in my mind, you know. Right. Right. And,
1: uh, and yeah. Go ahead. No. And reading the book, I thought some of the stories had even a Spinal Tap element to them. But uh, then you read the news about what's happening with Motley Crue, for example, right now, and you think, oh yeah, that might have really happened, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what what's your take on this Motley Crue fiasco thing that's going on? I mean, if if anything that that would be a common thing. Uh, in a regular band no like fighting for rights and whatnot uh, that
0: goes on every band you know <laughs> i don't know a band that it doesn't go on with i mean they're all you know they're all fighting for the same dollar and fighting for the same you know the same thing yeah but, um, you know i i know mick mars i don't know the rest of the guys so mm-hmm. it's, it's hard for me to be you know yeah
1: partial to one side yeah, or partial uh, to yeah. one
0: side and you know what what we What we read and what we hear isn't always the whole story. That's just somebody's opinion or someone's take on the story. So, you know, it's hard to decide, but you know what? They'll all work it out. The lawyers will make all their money that they can, and then they'll finally (laughs) agree on something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's sad that that stuff happens. But you know what? Molly Crew loves attention. So all of this could just be for (laughs) attention and none of it's real. It could be. (laughs)
1: <laughs> be. yeah. you yeah. knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, you said it yourself. Uh, you worked with 38 different bands in your career. Do you think people will v- eventually figure out who you're talking about in some of those stories in the book or not, really?
0: Uh, maybe some close friends that I, you know, were drinking mm-hmm. with and said, yeah, hey, you're not going to believe this, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the guy who lives down the street, he has no idea, you know, even what bands I worked with. But, you know, there are some stories that, you know, you might be able to figure out. You know, nice. there's a story in there that was actually in the dream theater book that mm. was that came out a few years ago, you know. So, you know, anybody who's a dream theater fan would say, Oh, I've read this story before. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it's a good yeah. story. So
1: yeah.
0: But um, but yeah, it's actually people have been emailing me saying, Hey, who was this? And hey, who was that? <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, I'm not telling you. And if it's something simple, sure. I'll tell them, but you know, if it's like who was the guy with the underage girl? I'm like, I'm not telling. You, right? Yeah, <laughs> not I mean, one
1: in in Germany, right? That the guy. Yeah, the, exactly. The, the father, the father of the girl, was coming up the hotel to. Oh, the police check I mean, on her.
0: Yeah, that that actually happened. It was you know I was a little nervous, but we we got by. Right. But, you know, people wanted. People always ask. They never asked me about the dead body. You know. <laughs> Which I thought was a really good story, but yeah. I brought it up. They always ask about, you know, tell yeah. me about the underage girls. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> like, to me, that was just like a, you know, a small yeah. little story. The dead body to me was like a, you know, I huge, more powerful. You know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: but, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and yeah, and in the beginning of the book, the first singer of the Cherry Thieves leaves the band right when you know they were ready to make it big. Did you see a lot of that in your career? I mean, members that freaked out and left on the verge of success or? Um,
0: not a lot. And that actually happened
1: mm-hmm.
0: in a band that, it was a new band that just came out, right? And um, I knew their manager. So he hired me, you know, to, to work with them. Cause mm-hmm. I don't really work with a lot of new bands because, you know, not because I don't like them but because they just can't afford me, you know, new bands. Right you know, they have their brother be the tour manager or, you yeah, know, their cousin or somebody who will work for free, you know. Yeah. You got to drive the van and you got to do sound and you got to do merch and you got to, <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, when you're a new band, I have lots of, you know, I know lots of people, you know, that have new bands right now that are just struggling. It's hard, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They're starting GoFundMe pages. <clears throat> They're doing, you know, a lot of things just to raise money so that they can tour because it's so expensive. Gas is expensive. Yeah. You know, renting vans yeah. or trucks is super expensive and so that's hard yeah. i feel bad for you know new bands right now it's it's a rough time it um, is but yeah. to get back to your question so yes it definitely happened but a lot of times people will do you know i've, I've worked with bands they'll do like one tour and there'll be one guy like a bass player or a guitar player or whoever that just doesn't like touring you know what i mean yeah. it doesn't yeah. just doesn't want to do it it wasn't what they thought it would be you know what i mean yeah the reality of it all sinks in they kind of like the same yeah. yeah i i imagine
1: there's lots of idle time too and you know just the energy of those two hours or one hour on stage do, do not make up for all the rest of the waiting time right 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 yeah. and that's
0: why that's when people get in trouble you know that yeah. i mean you know a lot of the the bands in the earlier days you know became drug serious drug addicts because they just had too much time on their hands you know yeah Yeah. i i worked with them and you know i was trying to keep them out of trouble and try to keep them out of jail and you know keep them alive you know yeah uh, so and i've lost you know i've lost three or four friends you know on the road from dying of drug overdoses and stuff like that which is really sad you know it's hard it's a hard life and you really you either need to love it or leave it you know what i mean yeah yeah 100 percent. not yeah. for
1: everybody yeah and i know that the scope of what a tour manager does would be enough to fill a full hour of interview but in general what are the main responsibilities
0: well you know what with every band it's kind of different because mm. you know like when you work with the bigger bands there's production assistants that that'll do part of the job there's you know the production manager who takes care of all everything that goes on with the stage and you know, getting the gear from point A to point B. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So like in my my capacity now, I basically just take care of the band. I get the band from point, point A to point B and, you know, just kind of look after them, excuse me. Right. And, um, you know, I, I book all the hotels with a travel agent. I book all the flights. You know, I take care of all the transportation type stuff and um but the production manager does everything that has to do with what goes on on stage you know all my stuff is backstage you know i deal with the interviewers i deal with the record labels the booking agents you know that mm-hmm. kind of stuff besides you know dealing with the band and all their problems and you know all their needs and so right. Right. I, and, I said I'm like a professional babysitter, you know. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, reading those stories, I mean, people going missing halfway through the tour, replacing a band mem- member on a break between tour legs, a lot of weird stuff happens on the road and, and off the road too, right? With a band. Right.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, yeah. that happens all the time. Every, you know, probably happening right now as we're speaking. There's some somebody just left the tour and didn't tell anybody. You know, or or the the drummer and the guitar player are fighting and one of them is going to quit tomorrow, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And, uh, well, Cherry Thieves, they're at the very early stages of fame. Uh, In your mind, having lived with bands at that stage, what is, for you, the sign that they finally made it? Is it a record deal or the first headlining tour? Or what's the make-or-break scenario in that case?
0: Well, you got to remember the book takes place in 1985. So it's way different than it is nowadays. There's no internet, there's no cell phones, there's no video cameras. You know, you couldn't make your own video with your cell phone, you know. Mm -hmm. Back then you actually had to hire a camera crew or, you know, or buy a camera to make a video. You know I mean? There's all, it's way different than now. Mm -hmm. Anyways, back then getting a record deal was what everybody wanted. You know, nowadays you can put it out yourself and it's, you know you might be as successful as, you know, the record label was. But um, back then, it was all about getting a record deal. And just, if you sold a million records, then life was grand. You know, that yeah. was that was always the goal. You yeah. Know. And maybe
1: being on MTV as well, right?
0: Yeah, when MTV, yeah. you know, came along, then that was, you know, getting a record deal, getting on MTV, getting on a tour. Those were all the, the steps and the goals of, you know, every band, no matter what yeah. kind of played you know
1: yeah yes yeah and another fun story that i saw is well two stories actually issues with the border patrol and coming into canada where i am
0: <laughs> oh, with
1: uh, with, a, with a check um and also a bus a tour bus breaking down the middle of the road two like daunting scenarios as well
0: yeah yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the whole check thing was just really bizarre because we'd already gone in you know got our passport stamped we were on the bus and getting ready to pull away and all of a sudden mm. some guys banging on the door and the driver says hey rick there's somebody at the door so no. in the door <laughs> and you know next thing i know i'm inside getting arrested you know <laughs> Jesus. and yeah. here's the funny part I, I don't know if i put this in the book or not
1: mm.
0: but um they kept saying that i was smuggling did i say that in the book I don't yeah you it, do I don't you do and i yeah. i got really like upset with them, and I was like, "Listen, I didn't have the check stuck up my ass, all right?" Yeah, it's in the bag. It's it's, it's in the bag, bag that bag. I gave you. You were looking at it, so stop using the word smuggling. You know? Yeah. And they all yeah. looked, at me and they never said smuggling again. <laughs> <laughs> they could tell I yeah. was getting pissed, but they just wanted money. That's yeah. all it was. It was just you know a money grab, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, back then everybody was looking for drugs, you know, pot and whatnot. But now, you know, Canada doesn't care about pot anymore so yeah that's not an issue anymore <laughs> yeah makes it a little easier when you come back in the states it's still a problem but you know they yeah. don't even check the buses i mean the last three times i've been there over the last couple of years they do not even check the bus
1: easy yeah yeah,
0: yeah. way easier
1: so yeah. and yeah. and i know i know you work with uh drink theater great white johnny winter peter frampton asia winger and many more mm-hmm. who would you say was the easiest and the hardest to work with If you can say that.
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, easiest. You know what? Most bands are just nice people. You know what I mean? A lot of them are happy to be there. They're Mm -hmm. happy to have the success. They're happy. You know, the newer bands are just happy to, you know, get out of the clubs and go play arenas or go play a theater. So, you know, there's a lot of happiness there. The the ugliness gets to be when they're really successful and they start fighting about money and start fighting about, you know, stupid stuff. You know what I yeah. mean? Just, it gets, it gets really stupid. I mean, there's no better word than stupid because they, you know, these people have more money than they'll ever spend. They're, they're in the nicest airplanes or the nicest buses that money can buy. They're staying in the nicest hotels you could possibly stay in. They're selling out arenas and yet they bitch all the time. Yeah, about the stupid Maybe. stuff. You know, <laughs> anything is an issue, right? Anything That's, and everything yeah. is an issue. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, my my computer is not perfect on this. You know, on my desk, so I'm going to make a big <laughs> deal about it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just. I mean, it's it's, it's really crazy. You know. Yeah. I mean anybody yeah. I mean, me or you or anybody watching this you know if we had the money that they had you know oh, I, geez. I would be so respectful and thankful and you know but yeah. some people just i don't know i don't know yeah. what the mindset is you know yeah
1: some of them are grateful i i mean just from interviewing and talking to them i can sense that they are grateful for yeah i'm not have, saying all yeah. i'm just yeah. saying
0: there are the, the the few that you know that i've worked with that stand just, out yeah yeah. it's like wow really <laughs> yeah. yeah so but you know i was really nervous about robert plant and mm. you know, i because you know in the u.s i mean he's a rock god you know what i mean There's, you don't get any yeah. higher than robert plant you know yeah. and so i was really nervous i was like is this guy going to be one of those you know guys that i'm not going to get along with he's going to be completely fussy about everything you know and yeah. so I was really nervous going into it. But as soon as I met him and after a couple of days, it was just like, you know, he was the nicest guy, most down to earth, you know, would talk to anybody, just, you know, you would never know he is who he is. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, yeah, I'll Well, I have a example. funny story.
1: Yeah, I have a funny story about that because I had done my, I think my first face-to-face interview with a musician, and then Robert Plant was coming to Toronto, and I, I I tried to get an interview with him, and they said no. I was like, "How dare he?" But like, little <laughs> did I know how the hierarchy moves in these uh, in booking yeah. these interviews, you know. But yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. But he was, um, you know, he would sign autographs for fans, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he was great. You know, like, yeah. there was nothing, you know, there was nothing uppity about him. You know what I mean? Right. Very. Right he seemed very humble and very happy to be where he is and you know and treated people that way you know i've I've heard people say oh he was a jerk well what did you do to him to make him be a jerk to you you know (laughs) yeah Yeah. and oftentimes it's not the
1: artist himself it's the people around him that are jerks too right right (laughs) that's true yeah you
0: know because i mean even when my job you know i might you know go talk to an artist and say you know Hey, Joel, Joel's here. You did an interview with him. You know, he wants to say hi. And they'll say, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> then I have to be the jerk that goes and tells Joel, no. <laughs> yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah, understood. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I mean, I, I doubt Peter Frampton even remembers this story. But when I was working with Johnny Winter, you know, 100 years ago, mm. um, we were in Sweden and Peter Frampton had come to the show. And he had asked security to come and get someone and, you know, cause he wanted to say hi to, to Johnny. And so I went out and I talked to him for a second and, you know, he said, I'd love to get up and jam with Johnny, you know, you know, my guitars in the car, you know, if you want me to come, you know, I'll go do it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyways. So I go in and, you know, I go, Johnny, Peter Frampton's here. And, you know, he'd like to say hi. And he'd love to get up on stage and jam with you. And yeah. Johnny's blind basically so he's he's always looking down so he kind of looks up and he goes nobody gets on my stage i don't give a shit jesus christ is here nobody gets on my stage jesus. <laughs> i was like okay now yeah. i got Peter Peter frampton that no he
1: can't come yeah <laughs> jesus
0: that was a long time ago that was back like when frampton comes alive was you know big record wow. like he was you know he was huge Still, yeah, he was he becoming was, he, huge. Yeah, yeah, he, at that, you know, that Frampton comes alive album in the United States. If you didn't own a copy of it, then you got arrested. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. <laughs> Everybody owned that record. Yeah. But um, so yeah, you know, I, you know, I get stuck doing things like that. You know, where it's yeah. really uncomfortable, but I have to come somehow make it uncomfortable. You know? Yeah. Um, Fair enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. and. Well, not sure if you remember him, but I'm friends with Scott Hansen, otherwise oh, known yeah. Liz Scotty. Setless yeah,
0: Scotty. Yeah,
1: he's probably the biggest Dream Theater fan I know. Uh, <laughs> he told me to say hi, hi and ask, uh, "What is the best and worst opening act that Dream, T- uh, Dream Theater worked with, and why,
0: if oh. you can name one?" <laughs> I can't name one. Okay. Um, best. I mean, we've had a lot of great bands open for us, like Opeth and Devin Townsend, and yeah. know i mean there's been a bunch because it's been you know so many years you know yeah i can't even remember them all but as far as the worst there wasn't really any worst you know there were all a lot of them were younger you know newer bands and they were happy to be there and you know respectful and stuff and um but no i can't really think of anybody fair enough well there's nobody that i I, you know, kicked off the tour, you know what I mean? Right, right <laughs> If they yeah. were jerks, they would have been gone, you know? Was, yeah, yeah.
1: I saw a big Elf opening for them in 2010, I think, in Brazil. Yeah, I love that band. Yeah. yeah, they were awesome.
0: Yeah, I don't know what happened to them. They, they just didn't, they didn't click, I guess, for some reason. Yeah, 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 they were, they were great guys. They were a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. And uh, I read an interview, uh, Scott did with you, and you mentioned that none of your kids wants anything to do with music. Uh knowing what you know about this business is it a relief for you or a source of frustration
0: um no definitely a, you know a relief to be honest with <laughs> okay <it>. <laughs> okay <laughs> no we did everything we could to you know keep them away from it yeah you know? right but no, they you know they they all grew up going to shows and going backstage so they got to see a lot mm-hmm. of it in their younger day so they didn't you know
1: That's probably why they
0: don't want to have anything to do with it yeah and they listen to me bitch about it at home you know at the dinner table and you know stuff so right my my son my one son is really into music and um he does some djing stuff and you know things like that but he doesn't have any aspirations of you know being in the music business and the other Mm -hmm. two you know love music and still go to see their favorite concerts you know but, you know, it's just, yeah. just not what, as work. Just yeah. what I do. You know what
1: I mean? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> and, uh, well, famously, Noah Monk went from being the Van Halen's tour manager to being their actual, like, career manager, right? Right. The band manager. Is that a move you ever considered? No, never. No. No.
0: No. A manager and a tour manager are two different beasts in my mind, you know? Right. I, I honestly believe that nobody should hire a manager unless he was he or she was a tour manager for at least one year right i mean so they actually Mm -hmm. see what goes on on the road because i've worked with managers they have no idea what's going on one of them (laughs) called me up and said we got a job we got an offer to play a shed and you know i don't what's a shed (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like okay yeah and then another one said so the booking agent's telling me about something about time zones. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> well, they said that because of the time zone, you know, we can't do this. And I'm like, yeah, you don't know what time zones are. Wow. That <laughs> so, is great. You know, yeah. So, that, I mean, there's some great managers out there and there's some that just have no business being a manager. You know? Yeah. They, they have no idea what's going on or or some of them are just looking at numbers. You know what I mean? They're looking at, you know, how do we make this happen for this amount of money? They just say, well, that's not going to happen because we don't have the money. Well, it's got to happen or we're not going to get there or, you know, the show's not going to happen. So, you know, there's a sometimes it's like pulling teeth, you know, with some of these people who just don't have the experience. So they used to work for a record label, which has nothing to do with touring and nothing to do with, you know, managing a band you know yeah. i mean they know yeah. they might know what not to do and what to do with the record label but they don't know what to do and not to do with promoters and venues and you know the bus yeah. companies the truck companies the sound companies the lighting companies blah 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 yeah
1: different you know? beast
0: yeah yeah so it's a totally different beast yeah and plus i like traveling you know i've I've been traveling my whole life i don't want to just sit behind a desk all day, <laughs> all day <you> know? yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah. it's Fair you know enough. that's why yeah. i say it's two different beasts you know yeah. Yeah.
1: And, well, you're gearing up for the tour with Dream Theater, Devin Townsend, Animals as Leaders, Dream Sonic. That's, you know, kind of their new brand, a new festival that's supposed to be like a yearly thing or a recurring thing. What can the fans expect if if you can disclose anything about this tour?
0: Um, Just some great music. I mean, the whole John's idea and the the rest of the band's idea is to try to do this every summer. Okay. Because... You know, we do all the festivals in Europe and Asia and all over the, you know, South America. That's yeah. Tons of festivals. How many festivals have we done in the U.S.? Zero. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So you so, created your
1: own. Yeah. So
0: we are created our own. You know. Yeah. And um. So you know, this is gonna be the first time we've done it, and you know, it'll, yeah, it's gonna be fun. We're, we're playing a lot of nice venues, and you know, everybody's excited and. Like I said, great music. You know, I've got, I love both of those bands, and so does all the Dream Theater guys. Yeah, and we toured with Devin already, so we're already, you know, friends. And you know, yeah, so. <clears throat> sure.
1: yeah. And I spoke with Jordan uh, a few months ago when he was doing his solo tour, and we spoke about the the diminishing length of the shows because we used to have an evening with, but now not so much anymore. Because yeah. they have opening acts, I <clears throat> guess that will be the trend moving forward for dream theater as the band gets older, and you know, playing shorter sets seems to be the the right thing to do, right?
0: Yeah, I you know, there's two ways of looking at it. You know, they're getting older, and three hours of you know nonstop, yeah. you know, yeah. playing is you know rough on the body. You know, people don't yeah. think about it, but <clears throat> there's a couple older guitar players that have actually starting to retire because they have you know arthritis in their hands you know i know mm-hmm. keith emerson before he passed away had arthritis in his hands and he could yeah. barely play <clears throat> so so yeah when you get older i mean there's nothing you could do about it your body starts to change and you know doesn't always keep up with the 20 year old kid you used to be you know absolutely yeah but um you know i don't know and then there's always the you know leave them wanting more idea you know? yeah yeah, for sure <laughs> you know you're not burning them out you know, yeah. you know come back again if you're only played you know if you play a shorter set yeah <clears throat> but it's hard on the opening acts <clears throat> excuse me because a lot of the dream theater fans do not want to see an opening act they just come to <laughs> the Dream theater and they've made it very clear you know we don't yeah care about your opening acts yeah so, so that, that's been hard you know mm-hmm. and you know i know the dream theater guys you know, they love music more than anybody else. So they're happy to get, you know, different bands on the tours with them so they can actually see him and become friends with them and
1: yeah. 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 Pretty cool. Yeah. And then so last question for me. We have, you know, only ninety seconds, but seeing Mike Portnoy reconnect with the guys, I mean, is there any talks or any chance or anything going on about eventually doing one show or a reunion tour with him or anything? like that
0: no no nothing. <clears throat> no i mean john you know used him on the solo tour just because he wanted to keep his solo tour separate from dream theater yeah you know I mean? so he didn't want to use mike mangini mike. you know he yeah. didn't want to use you know john Myung. Yeah. you know <clears throat> to do it so he wanted he wants to keep it separate and it was great yeah. it was a great tour you know yeah and we had some great shows on that tour <clears throat> and the band was great i mean dave larue and mike portnoy you know they were great yeah you know? so um so no there's nothing in the works you know dreams to take some time off and then do a new album and then you know another tour and yeah you
1: know but fair enough and there you have it guys rick Fellner's book stars don't carry their own baggage is available for purchase on the link showing on the screen right now go ahead and give it a try and i'm sure you enjoy it as much as we did also, give us your comments about the interview, about the book, about Green Theater's upcoming tour. We'd love to hear your thoughts. For the latest news, reviews, interviews, and concert reviews, make sure to follow Brave Words and Sonic Perspectives' websites and social media sites. I'm your frequent blabber, Rodrigo Altaf, and I'll see you on in another interview very soon. Take care and rock on!